Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are in the Gospel of Mark in the seventh chapter, and we've gone through the first, uh, what, seven verses of it? I'm going to go back to verse one again. Set the scene, remind us of some things, and actually look a little more at something that we mentioned in the previous episode. Maybe we'll move on a couple more verses. Uh, This is really important to see and to understand how Jesus handled situations, okay? I think that he's the model for us, is he not? He's the example for us, for how we are to handle things. And so often, uh, we don't use him as an example. If you really examine the way he did things, it would be quite offensive to the religionist among us, okay? And it's sort of scary to those who really are true believers, because you go, wait a minute, can you really be that aggressive with somebody? Can you really say things like that? Can you really call somebody a whitewashed sepulcher? Can you really call somebody a brood of vipers? Can you do that without sin? Jesus did, okay? So here we go. Uh, Mark chapter 7, verse 1 says this. The Pharisees and some of the scribes gathered around him when they'd come from Jerusalem and had seen that some of his disciples were eating their bread with impure hands, that is, unwashed. And we've talked about this a couple times in the previous episode. These religious uh, leaders had come from Jerusalem to check Jesus out. And they noticed that his disciples were not going by their laws. They weren't washing their hands properly. Verse 3, remember verse 3 and 4 is a little parenthetical thing that explains to the Gentile readers why this is the issue. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they carefully wash their hands, thus observing the traditions of the elders. And when they came from the marketplace, they, uh, oh, when they come from the marketplace, sorry, they do not eat unless they cleanse themselves. And there are many other things which they have received in order to observe such as a washing of cups and pitchers and copper pots. So the big thing that you're seeing right here is the traditions of the elders. So the Pharisees, they come to Jesus. Pharisees and the scribes, verse 5 says this. Pharisees and the scribes asked Jesus, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat their bread with impure hands? Now, you know, when you read something like this, we don't really get the body language or the tonal inflection or things like that. Do they ask it like this? Hey, Jesus, uh, why do your disciples walk according, don't walk according to the tradition of the elders? And why do they eat their bread with impure hands? They could have asked it like that. Or they could have asked it like this. Uh, Jesus, why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat their bread with impure hands? <laughs> you see the difference? Now, which one do you think it is? Well, the good news is we don't have to think because we can see how Jesus reacted. Verse 6, Jesus said to them, Rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites. (laughs) Well, there we go. If they had come with the intention of an honest, sincere question, seeking to really know and to really understand, he would not have called them hypocrites. But the fact that he came back and called them hypocrites shows you that their heart was hypocritical in asking the question, right? Now, we talked about this in the previous episode, but I cannot emphasize this enough. Jesus responded with the Word of God. You see Him doing that all the time, if not most of the time. He would quote the Scripture, which would be the Old Testament. He was, that's the reason He said, rightly did Isaiah prophesy. Then what did Isaiah say? This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me, but in vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. So Jesus responded with the word of God. 
And he said, hey, you are actually the ones that are fulfilling this. Okay. Now, they weren't the only hypocrites that had done like this through the years, but he says, you are fulfilling it right now. You honor me with your lips. You say great and wonderful things about me with your lips. Now, that right there is really profound. Because Isaiah, that is coming from the Most High God saying that through the, uh, to his people through Isaiah. And so it's God that is saying this. And here's God in the flesh saying this to them. Get that? But then he says, you know what? Your heart is far away from me. Yeah, your lips say the right thing, but your heart reveals otherwise. That is one of the foundational uh, properties of a religionist. They'll sit there and say all sorts of things with lips, and it sounds great, and it sounds wonderful. And if you ask them about it, oh, yeah, they'll have the answer. They'll respond absolutely right. But their heart is far away from God, and their heart is revealed. It says, but in vain do they worship me. In other words, they'll go to worship service, but it's just in vain because they're not really worshiping. I see this all the time. <laughs> I experience this all the time. People worshiping in vain. And sometimes they do it in the, uh, really in a, a simple, sincere way, but they really don't understand what's going on. They don't understand. You know, if you come up to me after worship service, you know, particularly one that uh, I've been leading with, with a group of people and things like it, we're all been leading worship, we're all worshiping the Most High God together, and then you come up and you start pouring out, like, you know, this person over here, that they weren't acting exactly right the way that they should have been in worshiping. You know, people see them right here, and that's distracting. Well, guess what's just been revealed? <laughs> yeah, what's been revealed is the vanity of your worship. Because what you're really worshiping, vanity, vain, is yourself. Or you're worshiping the event. You're worshiping the encounter right here rather than the Most High God. And you're looking at somebody else who may not be doing what you want them to do. I mean, you will not believe it, folks. Uh, you know, some people get so distracted if people don't, all don't stand at the same time or if they don't all sit at the same time, or if they don't have a certain countenance on their face, or if they're not raising their hand, or if they're not bowing their head and assuming some position, you know? And this is the type of thing he's saying, hey, you worship me in vain. You do all these things, okay? But you're only doing them with your lips. You're not doing it in your heart. Your heart's far away from me. And then to make it even worse, Jesus says, you're teaching as doctrine the precepts of men, so you're taking the things that man is teaching, the precepts of man, what man desires, and you're teaching that as the true doctrine of God. Now listen to what he says in verse 8. Neglecting the commandment of God, you hold to the tradition of men. Now, folks, that's profound right there. Now, this is Jesus' initial response. The next verse, it says this. He was also saying to them, so that means he keeps on talking. He goes beyond that thing right there. But listen to what he said there, guys. Neglecting the commandment of God. So what were they neglecting? They were neglecting the commandment and the word of God. And they're neglecting that, and they're holding to, in other words, they're not neglecting something else. They're not neglecting the tradition of men. This shows you that the tradition of men that Jesus is talking about is not synonymous with the commandment of God. The tradition of man was not the commandment of God. The tradition of men were just things that they had come up with that we are supposed to do quite often in their interpretation of fulfilling the commandment of God. But it's not what God said. It's adding to the commandment of God. And he said, you're neglecting it. And folks, we are so guilty of that. 
Because people are searching. They're searching for this answer. They're searching for that. They say, well, we got to do something. We need to do something as the body of Christ. We need to do something. And you say to them, the Word of God tells you what to do. Tells you exactly. And then they'll give you this, that infamous, yeah, but. They'll go, yeah, but. In other words, they'll agree with you that the Word of God gives us everything that we need. As a matter of fact, Jesus has told us that point blank. I have given you everything that you need. The second you come along and agree with that and say, yeah, and then you say, but, <laughs> that's the same thing that Peter said. Lord, no. When you say, yeah, but, you're adding to the commandment of God. This is a huge problem that we have, that we hold to the traditions of men and we neglect the commandment of God and we don't even want to learn the commandment of God. I see it constantly. People say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah we, need to know, yeah, we need to know the Word of God. We need to know this. We need to know that. Yeah. But then they refuse to read it. They refuse to study it. They refuse to apply it. They refuse to teach it. They refuse to preach it. Now, they'll get up there with their lips and sound like it. But if you just pay a little attention, you find out that they're just skimming over the water. They're just beating around the bushes, and they're totally neglecting the commandment of God. Let me tell you what. God's going to hold them accountable. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you all in the next episode. Goodbye.